your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today we will be hearing from Coach Bednar. We'll have his soundbite from his post-game press conference from uh, Game 1 against St. Louis. Uh, Some good stuff there. And we'll talk about some things that have come out of the Colorado Avalanche camp in terms of tweaking to the lines already. And is that a good thing? And then we will be looking towards tonight's game once again against the St. Louis Blues. So what to maybe expect from that and any changes in the style of play for the Avalanche. Before we get to all that stuff, follow the show on social media outlets, locked on, or excuse me, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, locked on Avalanche on Instagram, and send any questions, comments, concerns, or opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. So clearly, game one was not the way <clears throat> that we wanted it to go. I did re-watch it, and, you know, yeah, the, the Avs looked sluggish in parts. Uh, but, the, the you know, they're hanging their hat on how they started the game and the second period. And I think that's really all you can pull out of the game. If you look at, if you go to NHL.com, the, the game flow chart that they have while the game is in progress, it pretty much just tracks who's in possession of the puck. And it's just a constant flow chart. And in the second period, it is heavily weighed towards the avalanche, which makes sense. First period is more leaning towards the blues, and the second period is pretty much down the middle. So in terms of puck possession i don't think the avalanche did a a terrible job it was just continuing that puck possession and making crisper passes and not turning the puck over they did that a lot and it it was glaring so I, i mean the only other thing that was glaring was the second line and how poorly they played with landeskog kadri and sod a minus 10 in total and Jared Bednar did not wait to mix that up. So for tonight's game, Gabe Landeskog is back on the first line. I initially I initially didn't like it because you have gone all of training camp with your first line as Burakovsky on that first line. And now you've moved him down to the second line. And not only I think they, they moved him f- to the right wing and move Saad to the left wing. I'm pretty sure that's how they're doing it. Um, I, at first, I didn't like it. I, I, I thought to myself, Burkowski, he he played great. You know, rewatching the game, I love how he played. He was active, and that's what they they want in him. That's what they expect of him. So, I, th- I like I said initially, I didn't like it because. You had set this up in in your uh, training camp, so stick with it. You know, there's a lot of kinks to work out here, which will all get worked out. But you know, shifting lines and bringing Landeskog back up to the top line, while that makes that top line solid, you know, we know what that line can do. 
what does it do to the, the the second line? I mean, it's there's still a very good line, but I love having Gabe Landeskog on a second line. But then what I what kind of made me rethink my thinking on it was the way that this season is is structured. And it's not like we played St. Louis and now we're you know either at home again or on the road playing you know Minnesota or something like that. We're playing St. Louis again. So you have to show them different looks. You really it makes sense. And I think, you know, I didn't really think of this before, but I think you're going to see this a lot more because of the way that this season is structured. If you lose a game and you lose a game the way the Avalanche lost to St. Louis, <clears throat> you are going to see changes the next in, in a day or two the next time they play. Because you can't just throw them out there the, <clears throat> the way that you were when they stuck it to you. So, yeah, I guess it does make sense to to make some changes. And, you know, you're, you're not going to bring Landeskog any lower. So bring them back up to that top line. Those guys know each other like the back of their hands. I think that that is a, a actually smart move to make. And although I would have liked to seen Burakovsky, and he'll be back up there. May, you know, I think this is just a two-game series against St. Louis. And maybe the next game, I, I don't have the schedule in front of me. I don't know who they play. Maybe he comes back up there the next game. And and that's the way that this, this thing is going to go. I think a lot of teams are going to do this. So getting Landeskog back on the first line, the, the big three are back together. And he did it in the second period, I noticed, but didn't really stick with it. Uh, and, and it's a different feel when when you start a game with that line intact rather than switching to it later on. Um, I, I, I do, I think that could, that could be a huge difference in the game tomorrow, just right off the bat, those guys working together and then having your, your de- the defense needs to, to play better. No doubt about that. Um, I think, you know, Taves getting hurt really early on, maybe shook him up for some reason. Uh, but again, this is all things that they need to work on. And, and they will. And, and as the season goes on, they'll fix this stuff. But, you know, when you have a shorter season, fans want it fixed quicker. Uh, I, 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 I don't. I, when you have a, a team that plays the way the Avalanche play very fast, you're going to have some growing pains and some rust to break off. Uh, when you're playing a game of that speed, you know, the, the, the passes are just. A, a centimeter off and that's the whole difference in the world you know what i mean and, and where, where you see a guy maybe like flashing through the neutral zone and your your pass to him just isn't on point and when you play as fast as the avalanche do those things matter so it'll all get worked out clearly but uh you would like to see them turn it around tonight and not have a repeat of you know what happened the first time against St. Louis, you'd like to see them correct it sooner than later because now you only got 55 games to figure it out, which uh, I totally believe that they will do. So, all right, we are going to uh, take a quick break and then hear from Coach Bednar. Again, this was right after the game uh, against game the game one against St. Louis. But before we do that, we're going to hear from our friends over at betonline.ag. And if you have not signed up, 
for a free account on betonline.ag. What are you waiting for? Uh, they will sign you up, set you up with a free account, and then your first deposit, you get a 50% extra welcome bonus, no matter how big or how small. And you don't have to, you know, when people think of betting, it's like you don't have to put hundreds of dollars down. If you just want to, quote unquote, make the games interesting, do it. And do it at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to get that 50% welcome bonus. I'm not saying bet on the Colorado Avalanche. I don't like betting on my team. But you would hope the way that they played, they will want to turn it around. And uh, maybe it's a good time to put a little bit of money down on the Avalanche, at least for tonight. So if you haven't signed up on betonline.ag with your free account, do it right now. Enter the promo code locked on, and you got a 50% extra bonus after your first deposit. Why not? Go have some fun with it. All right. And so, like I said, uh, we're going to hear from Jared, Jared Bednar right now. This was right after the game following the loss to St. Louis 4-1. There's other videos up there. I like playing uh, Bednar's one because he's, he's you know, I think the realest out of all of them or the most real, whichever way you say that. Uh, the players, they just, there, there's one like Grubauer uh, who, you know, he's frustrated. I get it. So you don't get a lot out of the players sometimes, but the the Jared Bednar one is good. So we're going to listen to that now. It's only like five or six minutes long, and then we'll have some comments on the other side of it. Your thoughts here on the 60 minutes was 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 it more the Blues out competing you guys was it was it something that you guys did just what's your take here on the full 60 minutes? Yeah, so I touched on it this morning. You know, everyone asked me what the what the key to the game was going to be. You know, and and coming out of camp where I thought we had real good focus and good attention to detail, um, the the biggest key I said was going to be. Are we ready to compete, compete against a live opponent, someone wearing a different jersey? Because, you know, that's the, the one thing as, as hard as you compete in camp. And as much as I like their camp, you know, it's it's a completely different level when you get, uh, you know, the opposition in, in, in your building or you're playing against another team. And to me, we just got it worked right from the start, not ready to go, lazy habits, hoping it was going to be easier than what it was. And you know, it showed, you know, I, I don't know what the shots were in the first, I think it was 18 to five and um, just got outworked all over the ice and, and um, you know, a little bit of a bounce back in the, in the second period. And, uh, but still did just didn't do enough to, to sort of take control of the game. You know, we, we worked harder in, in some areas, but then, then some of, habits just kind of showed up again as the game went on even in the third so I mean they deserve to win the game no question hopefully that's a big wake-up call for our team Mike Chambers Denver Post Jerry, uh, Philip Grubauer seemed a little rusty in terms of uh, his catching hand uh, would you agree there uh I don't think so. I actually liked Groovy. I thought he was outstanding in the first period, um, especially. Uh, we, and some of the saves that he had to make, like there, I think we had four or five 
scoring chances against, real good scoring chances against just off turnovers alone in the first period and over skating pucks and not stopping on pucks, so, you know, some of the, the habits I was talking about. And, and he had to make some big saves. And if you look at the goals, man, there was a couple tic-tac-toe, two on O's, no chance, no chance on, on you know, most of them. You know, I, I'd have to re-look at the the uh, fourth one from the slot, but I thought Gruby was one of the players that we had going. We didn't have a lot of them, um, but we had a couple players that were going that I really liked. And, and but for the most part, just you know, we just didn't have enough guys competing tonight. Peter Baugh, the Athletic. Yeah, you mentioned, I guess, some of those lazy habits, and there was some sloppiness in the game. How much do you attribute? to like that to like the shorter camp where maybe you don't have as much time to refine things and how much was was the blues doing certain things mm, uh it's not because of the shorter camp i can because like i've seen us execute even in the in training camp um give credit to the blues but you know they they played a good game they were ready to compete i don't know if it was as much uh the blues as it was us you know we're just hoping we just showed up hoping that we we're going to win you know and we have to we didn't go work for it so you get out worked and you get out competed in in almost every area of the game things it's, it's going to look sloppy and you're not going to execute Eric Dean Mile High Sports Jared could you just give me your overall thoughts on the power play and how you think both units worked uh individually as a unit uh, I, I didn't love our power play. You know, I think we, we I, I don't know, just we, we didn't look like we were in sync, but I, I didn't expect to love our power play. You know, when you look at the our five-on-five five play, it wasn't like we were going to go get out worked on five-on-five on five and all of a sudden show up on the power play and just be snapping it around and outworking our opponent. That's not the way it works. Uh, special teams are generally a reflection of your five on five play, and that's what it was tonight. Power play goal we got, um, great shot and, and good. A couple good things happening there. Berkey moving into the into a scoring area when he sees a scrum on the wall, but we got a little bit lucky on it. You know, comfort throws. It might have been looking for Kadri, maybe not, but anyway, it finds Berkey and it's in the back of the net. So, uh, a couple good things there. Win a battle, move into the right area of the ice, and we get a scoring opportunity but for the most part um you know the mckinnon unit did a couple good things i thought in the second period when we kind of started to go we had a couple opportunities he walked in uh, off the half wall a couple times and i was seeing where he was shooting i had a good angle on it from the bench he had two shots i think in there that were headed right for the net but um you know their goalie played pretty well and made a couple good saves on him lauren jabara altitude sports Hey, Jared, I know you said you really liked Tyson Joe's training camp, and it seems like he's found a niche niche there playing alongside Matt Calvert and Belly. Um, just what did you think about his game tonight and, and his performance? I thought he was one of the guys that's playing the right way. You know, I thought that I thought Matt Calvert, was, that, that line was good. I thought Matt Calvert was really good. I thought Joe was really good. Um, yeah. He, I thought those guys were leading the charge in, in the way we wanted to play and how how hard we needed to compete and stay on pucks and, you know, second and third effort. Um, you know, that's why they played quite a bit tonight. Eric Dean, Mile High Sports. 
They're looking at the uh, the game sheet, it looks like Valerie Nichushkin played a team low just under nine minutes. Uh, can you just talk about his game and exactly what it is that you were looking for from him that you didn't really see? Yeah, it was. I mean, it wasn't good enough. I mean, too many turnovers, not skating. I I, I don't want to single him out, though. It, it was over half our team, so but that, I mean... I have high expectations for Val and what he needs to bring to the table. He got lost in the shuffle with too many guys not doing enough. All right. Well, there you have it. Like I said, uh, you get some pretty good sound bites out of Jared Bednar, and that time was no different. Grubauer, he was really satisfied with Grubauer and how he played. Um, and I, I tend to agree with that. I don't feel like he had a, a terrible game. I think uh, his defense let him down sometimes and, and that you know there's too much pressure on him and that's not how this avalanche team is built they're not built for him to stand on his head and be a fantastic goalie does he have the capability to do that he does uh, but it's a big ask to do it against a team like st louis and in game one and as much as they were getting through to him uh it was tough but I, he did i think he had a really good first period those the two goals that they got on him were just dynamic goals and like i said you have to give the credit to the to the blues for those couple goals and then the other two like i said his, his, his defense just kind of let him down uh mentioned tyson jost and he seems like he's happy with how tyson jost got off to a good start and especially that line um and when you do when you look back on it they were a pretty productive line they they were not getting beat they weren't beating themselves and uh, you you look forward to that continuing. Now the rest of the team needs to catch up with with how that line is playing. But it's a good sign. Obviously, Jost didn't get out of the stat sheet, and we had a hat trick from him early last year. So maybe maybe he's an early starter, an early riser, and uh, he can get on the stat sheet quick. Uh, that would absolutely help out his confidence without a doubt. And kind of on the opposite end of that, wasn't too happy with Nachuskin. Uh, and he couldn't be more right about that. He he was just nowhere to be found, which is odd for a guy of his size. Uh, just, I don't want to say seemed lost, but just didn't seem ready. So if I was grading these, uh, these guys after each game, um, I, I probably would give... Val Nachuskin, the lowest grade of the bunch. And I don't like doing that because usually he works really, really hard. Uh, and he's a very good defensive forward, but just wasn't there. So hopefully he got that crappy game out of the way and uh, can really turn it around tonight because they, they definitely need him. He doesn't need to be the all-star on the team, clearly. But the way he plays uh, and his defensive mind uh, is something that they really, really value. So they may need him to turn it around as quick as possible, along with that whole second line, which we don't need to go into that again. So, all right, quick little break, and we will kind of look into what to expect tonight from the Avalanche in Game 2 against St. Louis. Before we do that, we're going to hear from our friends over at rockauto.com. And rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts 
to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they are the same for the professionals or the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us section? So they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, so game one, it's over and done with. Can't think about that anymore. Got it out of your system. Hopefully you got your bad game out of your system and you uh, brushed off the rust as quickly as possible. So I have all the faith in the world the Avalanche can, you know, hit the ground or hit the ice skating uh, quickly and efficiently tonight. Uh, They are not happy with how their season started. A loss is a loss. Uh, And even if they had lost this game two to one, they would probably still want to come out and be like, all right, we cannot start this season 0-2. But the way that they lost it and being the Stanley Cup favorite and, you know, all eyes really on you, and that's the performance that you give. I know it's only one game, but I'm sure there's people out there right now scratching their head. Uh, I think the majority of people are are thinking like, okay, you know, first game of the season. They're too talented and they'll turn it around. But you got those haters, so to speak, that'll say like, oh, see, Avalanche, you know, got a lot of work to do. Um, and they do, but um, it's all things that are very correctable in the short term. I think, like I said in the beginning, moving Landeskog to the top line helps immediately. And I, not only am I interested to see how that works out <clears throat> in tonight's game, but I I, I want to see what happens in the next game if they keep that line because that will tell us the mindset of the coaching staff in this baseball-like season. So moving Landeskog to that top line helps. Then they need to figure out how to get some time and space from the Blues defenders. As the game went on, the the St. Louis defense got better, and the Avalanche didn't have an answer for it. They didn't make – the Blues made the adjustments to, to – really stick to the avalanche like glue and the avalanche didn't make those counter adjustments to minimize that and figure them out. And, you know, they need to do a better job of that, of kind of making adjustments on the fly. And now that they've had a day off to look at tape and kind of, you know, go over everything, I'm sure they're going to figure it out. But then St. Louis is going to make adjustments in game. If Colorado comes out looking good, and the Avalanche need – it's just a chess match, constantly a chess match, especially with a team like St. Louis. So I think having clean exits uh, is going to be very important. And, uh, you know, keeping the puck in your zone. But you have, have some good puck possessions. You know, I'm not saying – like what St. Louis did when they kept the puck in the zone for almost three minutes was just, you know, that, that was a thing of beauty. That doesn't happen all the time. Um, 
but you need to to have some plays where you have some really good scoring chances. And I think the Avalanche are going to figure it out. You know, not only is this team just talented, now they're ticked off. Uh, they got they got it handed to them. And I, you know, part of the reason why I would like to see that second line remain intact is for that reason. If those guys kind of had a little meeting and be like, guys, we just went minus ten. Uh, let's take this game over. I can almost guarantee you they would. They would not let that happen again. So for that reason, I'd like to see that line stick together, but completely understand why Landis God comes up to the top unit. And then look for just look for guys that just did not have a good game to own it, like Nachuskin. Um, I think he's going to have a good game. I think Brandon Saad did not start his Colorado Avalanche career the way he wanted to. I think more than anybody, <clears throat> he probably lost the most sleep. So look for him. Look for all of them. You know, this is not uh, a team that's just going to sit back and be like, ah, well, well, it was fun while it lasted. This team has been saying all along they want the cup now. So I know it's only game two, but now it's, you know, show, show us something. Show us something. And I think that they will. So that is it for today um you're gonna be hearing me on the locked on blues podcast if you want to go over there and listen to the conversation i have with them for crazy reasons but it's a really really good episode so that should be up at some point today if not already by the time you're listening to that go check that out and definitely listen to adam and i on the national locked on nhl show where the mailbag segments will be starting